Bibles, open them up to Psalm 95. Hallelujah. This word, I literally got this, this message within probably 15 to 30 minutes of just praying in the Spirit. What happened was I was in here for a couple hours praying, went into my office, just kind of looking through the Word, and you know, a lot of times some, a, a topic will just p- jump out at me like, yep, this is what I need to preach on, this script. And, and it, just I had tremendous writer's block. You ever had writer's block? Oh, I hate writer's block. So I, I felt like I needed to come back in here and pray, and I just bought myself a little digital recorder because every time the Lord gives me something and I got to go into my office and get paper and write it down, I forget it. So I, I carry with me this little digital recorder now when I pray. And literally within 15 minutes, between 15 and 30 minutes, this message was downloaded by the Spirit of God into my spirit. Psalm 95, 1 through 7. Let's just read that starting off. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. For the Lord is the great God and the great King above all gods. In his hand, in his hand are the deep places of the earth. The heights of the hills are, are his also. The sea is his, for he made it. And his hands form the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the, the Lord our maker. For he is our God, for we are his pe- the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Now, today I want to talk about the significance of releasing the sound of heaven. Oh man, I, I, you know, just that title just kind of sends chills down my spine because there's such power in this. I, I, I call this message Releasing the Sound of Heaven. Now I know there's probably someone here, you know, saying, what in the world is Pastor James talking about releasing the sound of heaven? Well, I believe after I, I give this message, I believe you too are going to catch the revelation of what the Holy Ghost showed me about this very topic. Now, there are several ways that we as Christians can release the sound of heaven. I want to mention just several points here. It's, it's not a full list, but several points that will equip us to go higher spiritually, to grow spiritually in the Lord. And I'll, I will go as far to say this now. I will say this, that we will not live a victorious Christian life without releasing the sound of heaven on earth. On earth. Releasing, let me, let me break this down. Releasing the sound of heaven means that you are verbally coming into agreement with heaven on earth. Yeah. Verbally, verbally. There's power in the spoken word. Did you know that? There is power. We need to release the sound of heaven to release the power of God on this earth. Go to Matthew 18. Go to Matthew 18. I want to show you something here. Matthew 18. I want to look at uh, verses 18 through 20 here. I'm talking about releasing the sound of heaven. Assuredly, Jesus said this, Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. 
Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. This verse gives us an incredible principle or a key to the kingdom of God. You know what a key does? What does a key do? It opens a door. It unlocks a door. How many of you would like to find the keys to the kingdom of God and unlock the power of God in your life? I believe this is one element to that that we need to catch hold of. So this is a key to the kingdom. It says, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. I want to shine this light, uh, the light of, on the, this verse this way. If we stay silent as Christians and not release the sound of heaven, we bind God's blessings on this earth. And it's interesting how they're talking about, you know, ask God. Verbally ask him. You're releasing the sound of heaven. Now, so the result of being silent and not releasing the sound of heaven means that we will live a defeated, miserable, and power, powerless life on this earth as a Christian. We will. Show me a Christian who's getting beat up by the devil. I'll show you a Christian who never releases the sound of heaven. I'll show you a, a Christian who never speaks, verbally speaks or confesses the word of God. But what do they confess? Negativity all the time. What you speak is what you get. And I'm going to get into that more so in a moment. But then it says, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I want you to notice this. That the first action in this scripture is first on earth before anything is loosed from heaven. What does that mean? It means God is waiting on us to do something before the blessings are released from heaven. Are you catching this? Ah, oh, man, I got such a long message here. I'm going Man, I'll tell you what. All right, now. <laughs> okay, now, I, I need you to catch on to this because this is so important. In the Lord's Prayer, Jesus instructed us to pray, Thy will be done on earth. As it is where? In heaven. in heaven. The resources of heaven are sent to earth as we come in agreement with God and his word. And verbally release the sound of heaven. Now, there is power in agreement. We just read that in the scripture, did we not? There's power in agreement. There's power when we speak the word of God. Because who are we agreeing with then? We're agreeing with God's very words. When you're led by the Holy Spirit to speak a word that the Holy Spirit is inspiring you to give, who are you coming in agreement with? Yeah, you're still coming in agreement with God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, right? The resources of heaven are sent to earth as we come in agreement with his word and verbally release the sound of heaven. We set ourselves in agreement with God when we verbally speak his word. Now that word, like I said, that word, when we speak his word, either the logos or the rhema. The logos is the written word of God, the Bible. The rhema is when the Holy Spirit speaks something to you. Say a prophetic word or uh, he, he inspires you to say something. That's still, you're, you're, you're releasing the sound of heaven. Let me put it this way. Where did the word of God originate? Heaven. 
Where did, where did the prophetic word that the Holy Spirit has given you, where did that originate? Huh? Same, from heaven. So when you're speaking the written word of God, when you're speaking the spoken word or the rhema word of God, you're releasing the sound of heaven. And there's power in that. Go to Psalm 119.89. Psalm 119.89. This is, this is a deeper word here, all right? So I understand that. So if I, if I get some stares like a deer looking at me through the headlights, I know why. Because this is deep. I'm, I'm challenging you. I'm, I'm giving you some meat today. You might choke on it a little bit when you first, swallow, when you first take that swallow. I'm telling you. But, but just chew on it a little bit more. Are you hearing me? Psalm 119.89. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. And so God's word is settled in heaven. When we speak the word of God on this earth, we settle his word on earth. It's already settled in heaven. The word of God originated in heaven, right? So when we speak it, when we release the sound of heaven, we're settling it on earth. It's interesting. How many of you know what the word amen means? You hear us all the time, us Pentecostals, charismatic, you know, amen, amen, amen. It means so be it. It means let it be. You're coming in agreement with that thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, when we release the sound of heaven by speaking his word, we advance the kingdom of God on this earth. Literally, we put angels to work by us giving voice unto the word of God. When we release the sound of heaven, God's angels are dispatched on our behalf in our lives or in that situation that you're speaking the word of God over. Go to Psalm 103. Psalm 103, 20. Psalm 103, 20 and 21, listen to this. It says, Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his host, you ministers of his who do his pleasure. See, who gives voice to the word of God on this earth? We do as Christians. When we speak the word of God, we're giving voice to the word of God, and we are releasing the sound of heaven now uh here's one i want to tap into here i'm gonna try to just jump around here we as christians release the sound of heaven in praise and worship to god go to revelation 4 revelation chapter 4 I mean, it, it sounds, it, it's a deep, when you hear the title, it, it's, it, it's deep, but I mean, really, when you break it down and just hear these points, it's really simple what I'm saying. It, it'll soak in. Revelation 4, 1 through 11. After these things I looked, I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking to me, saying, come up here, and I will show you things which mu mu must take place after this. Immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he who, was, who sat there was like a, like a jasper and a sardis stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne 
in appearance like an emerald. Uh, the, he's getting a revelation of heaven, of the throne room of heaven. Around the throne were 24 thrones. And on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting, clothed in white robes. And they had crowns of gold, uh, crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Uh, Perry Stone talked about the seven spirits of God or the seven characteristics of the Spirit of God. Before the throne, there was a sea of glass like crystal. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and back. The first living creature was like a lion and the second living creature like a calf. And the third living creature had the face of a man. And the fourth living creature was like, the, like a flying eagle. The four living creatures, living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within. And they do not rest day or night, saying, now take hold of this, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, God, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship, to, and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. For you created all things and by your will, they exist and were created. Heaven, this is the point I want to get. Heaven is a place that is filled with praise and worship to God. Are you hearing me? If you have a problem as a Christian praising and worshiping God on earth, uh, are you understanding what I'm trying to say? Listen, it is interesting that the voice that John heard said, Come up here. Come up here. Heaven is up, and that place is filled with praise and worship to God. What's the point? The more you and I praise and worship God, the higher we will go spiritually. At the same time, our verbal praise and worship to the Lord will bring heaven down to earth. James 4.8 says, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Oh my goodness. So somewhere between heaven and earth, we meet. Are you hearing me? Spiritually speaking. Hallelujah. So as you and I release the sound of heaven with our praise and worship, it attracts the manifest presence and glory of God. It attracts the resources of heaven to come to earth. God's angels, listen, God's angels desire to join in our praise and worship to God. Did you know that? They desire to praise and worship God when we are in a corporate center, when you personally are even praising and worshiping God. I could go into a story of a personal experience, but I'm not going to tell you right now. <laughs> Amen? For obvious reasons. Oh, several times the psalmist said, praise him, you heavenly host, as he was praising God. Because he knew as he was praising God, he was attracting heaven. He was attracting God's heavenly hosts to come and minister on his behalf and to sing praises to God with him. That is deep. And listen to this. Our citizenship as a Christian is where? In heaven. Now, now listen to me. 
Our citizenship is in heaven. The word of God says that we as Christians are foreigners and pilgrims on this earth. And spiritually speaking, Ephesians says we sit with Christ in heavenly places. Doesn't it say that? See, this is what the point I want to get, get across to you guys really too. Is that we as Christians need to be more acquainted with our home country. The realm of the spirit. With heaven. Are you hearing me? We, oh my goodness, we need to be more acquainted with the realm of the spirit. When we release the sound of heaven with our praise and worship to God, the kingdom which we are citizens of in heaven is brought down to earth. How many times am I going to say this, Lord? <laughs> it's brought down to earth. We are exalting our king, the Lord Jesus Christ, in a foreign land on this earth. Oh, hallelujah. We are establishing his kingdom on earth when we praise and worship him. When we release the sound of heaven, listen to this, we are honoring God with the very breath that he first breathed into us when he created mankind. Oh, oh my goodness. That, that's deep to me. That is deep. God breathed his breath into mankind and made a living spirit, the word of God says, or a living soul. So when we are praising and worshiping God, when we are releasing the sound of heaven, we are honoring and using the very breath that he first breathed into us. Hallelujah. And that attracts him. That attracts his presence. Our praise and worship to God silences the enemy. It put, in fact, it puts the enemy to flight in our lives. It puts the enemy to confusion. Now listen, the, <laughs> this is funny. I even told Elizabeth. I, I got out of the shower today. I'm like, Elizabeth, li, li, the Lord just gave me this illustration about this. When we praise God, when we release the sound of heaven and praise and worship to God. It, he said this, when the enemy comes to attack us or, or when, if he's attacking our minds or whatever, and we begin to praise and worship God, the enemy, this is exactly what I heard. The enemy gets the spiritual operator on the other end. <laughs> he gets the spiritual operator on the other end that says, I'm sorry, your call cannot be completed at this time. Now, are you hearing me? I heard it as clear as day. You know, God has a sense of humor, you know. Now, <laughs> don't you hate that message when you get on the phone? It's like... I'm sorry, your call cannot be completed as dialed. Well, the enemy gets that when we praise and worship God. I'm glad to see you all are alive out there this morning now. Hallelujah. See, we need to sing spiritual songs, hymns, and thanksgiving to the Lord in our personal and corporate times of praise and worship. You've seen it here. A prophetic worship going on. When Scott and Laura, when, when, when they're leading, they're... You know, and they go into this, this kind of rabbit trail kind of a thing, and it looks like, you know, they're, they're just on their own worshiping the Lord. That's exactly what it is. It's prophetic worship. They're flowing. They're flowing in, in the Holy Spirit, and that's what's happening. And they start singing spiritual songs. Some of these spiritual songs uh, just come out in, in your English language, like I said. Sometimes they come out in your prayer language. In praying in, in, in tongues, a language you don't know about. The Bible speaks of that even though we have the tongues of men and of. Interesting, isn't it? Interesting. Hallelujah. 
So we need to sing spiritual songs. Go to Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5. Hallelujah. Some of you are getting attacked by the devil, and you need to just start praising and worshiping, the God, worshiping God so the devil can get, I'm sorry, your call cannot be completed as dialed. Hallelujah. Ephesians 5, 18 through 21. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns, and here it is, spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is interesting because it says to speak to one another in spiritual songs. Why? Why? It says that it literally builds people up when you're speaking to them and, and you're letting a spiritual song come forth out of your heart. Why? Why is that? Because you're releasing the sound of heaven. You're releasing the sound of heaven. Now, I also want you to notice the reason that we are to sing and make melody in our hearts to God and, and verbally speak these things out is to stay filled with the Holy Spirit personally why because releasing the sound of heaven attracts the holy spirit it must we're encouraged hey don't be drunk on wine don't do it but be filled with the spirit then it goes on to tell us how and, and, and one part of that is singing spiritual songs hymns blah 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 let it come forth flowing with the holy spirit release the sound of heaven and it attracts the presence of God. It attracts the very presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Hallelujah. And when the Spirit of the Lord is present, there is liberty. Liberty. Now, this is interesting. Paul and Silas found that out in prison when they were praising God. Paul and Silas got thrown in prison, didn't they? And it says in the midnight hour, in the midnight hour, they started singing praises unto God now it must not have been too quiet it says when they started singing praises to God or let me paraphrase when they started releasing the sound of heaven what happened it says the place was shaken and the prison doors were open there, there's a spiritual principle there for those of you who are having some pr problems are you hearing me some of you are in prison and you need to start praising God. You need to start releasing the sound of heaven. Pastor James, I'm just not used to doing that. So? I, I, well, you've got to start sometime. Are you hearing me? So you've got to open those, oh, hallelujah. Open your trap. Let the sound of heaven come out. Amen? Psalm 67. Hallelujah. Psalm 67. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Psalm 67, verses 5 through 7. This is interesting. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Then, say then. The earth shall yield her increase. God, our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. I want you to notice the result of releasing the sound of heaven 
in praise to God is increased blessing and the fear of the Lord. Did you, did you catch that? Why? Why is it? Why when we praise God, why does it release increase in our life? Why do the blessings get poured out in our lives? Why does the fear of the Lord come? Because you are bringing the characteristics of heaven down to earth when you verbally release the sound of heaven. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Psalm 33. Hallelujah. Psalm 33, 1 through 3. There, I'm telling you people, I, just such a, a revelation of this came to me yesterday during the prayer time. How There is absolute power when we release, when we verbally release the sound of heaven. Whether by speaking the word of God, speaking the prophetic word, the prophetic decree that the Lord is putting on your heart. There is absolute power in it. When we praise and worship God, we are releasing the sound of heaven. Psalm 33, 1 through 3. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, for praise from the upright is, oh, I like this, beautiful. I like that. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make melody to him with an instrument of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout to the Lord. Oh, but we got to be quiet in church, don't we? Oh, come on now. Give me a break. No. God likes some shouting in the house. Are you hearing? Uh, hallelujah. Glory. Praise from the upright is beautiful. It is like incense going up into heaven to God. Sing to him a new song. Make songs of praise and worship to him in your personal time. Personal time. Are you hearing me? It's powerful. It's powerful. Like I said, when we release the sound of heaven, it attracts the, the glory, the manifest presence of God in our midst. Now the Lord showed me this. He, he used a cloud as a description of, of, with illustration with praise and worship. A cloud is formed by moisture going up into the sky. Did you know that? It's moisture going from the earth up into the sky and the moisture forms and pretty soon you start to see the moisture come together which is a cloud well when a cloud becomes so saturated and heavy with moisture do you know what we call that rain and the lord showed me this when we are praising and worshiping god when we're releasing the sound of heaven it's like moisture going up from the earth in a cloud. Have you ever heard of the glory cloud of the Lord? His presence, his manifest presence and glory. When we praise and worship the Lord, it changes the whole atmosphere. And in his presence, his glory begins to manifest. Our spoken words of praise and worship to God, like I said, are moisture, are like moisture. And when, when it becomes so filled... The latter rain comes. Do you know what comes with that? Revelation from heaven. Revelation from heaven. Understanding, clarity of the word of God. You know, how many of you in your house right now, there's a lot of tension, there's a lot of strife, there's just a, it's just tense. 
You need to just turn up the praise and worship music to God and you need to join in with that because it will change the whole atmosphere of your house. Hallelujah. And it's okay to have that cloud in your house. Amen. It's okay to have that cloud hovering over you. Amen. How many of you want the glory hovering over you? Hallelujah. Now, this is, this is awesome too. The Bible, now let's tie this together. The Bible says that God literally inhabits the praises of his people does it not when we are praising and worshiping him by releasing the sound of heaven verbally speaking praise and worship to him we are creating a habitation for him in that place and in our lives hallelujah and this is interesting psalm 91 1 go there let's tie this together too psalm 91 1 he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Psalm 91 talks about dwelling in the secret place of the Most High under the shadow of Almighty God. Well, if God inhabits our praise, obviously our praise draws Him to us, right? Draw nigh to Him, He draws nigh to us, right? It attracts His manifest presence around us. And in our midst, his manifest presence is the secret place. His glory is the secret place. And our praise and worship positions us in his manifest presence. God inhabits our praise and worship. How many of you feel so dry in your Christian walk and you're always like, God, where are you? Where are you? Why, why do I feel so dry? You know what the word of the Lord is for you today? Start praising and worshiping him. Start releasing the sound of heaven. You know what? Because it's too dry for any cloud to form over your life. If you're constantly speaking negativity and, and, and all this junk, there's absolutely no moisture that's going to form a cloud over your life. You need to release the sound of heaven. And let me say this now. The secret place is not meant to be a secret from us as Christians. Now listen to me. So many people say, oh, the secret place. Oh, we can't know it. It's the secret place. No, no, listen. The secret place is not meant to be a secret from the Christian. It means that it's our hiding place from evil. It's a secret to the enemy. Because when the glory, when the manifest presence of God is around us, it's our hiding place. Let me tell you something. How many of you have ever heard of Corey Ten Boom? Oh, my goodness. There, there, was, mm, there was a testimony. She was in, in a, a concentration camp, a Jewish lady. She was in a concentration camp. And literally, there, she, these soldiers were coming, and they were taking people to kill them in this concentration camp. And she, she was real, had a real close walk with the Lord, and she, she was praying to the Lord, you know, to to shelter her and hide her and, and she just started praising and worshiping God did you know she was in line the, the soldiers went right over her like they didn't see her why because the presence of God probably God's holy angels were sheltering sheltering her and the soldiers didn't even see her how many believe that we serve a God who does miracles are you hearing me we serve a God that still happens today that still happens today. So many of you think, oh, yeah, but that was back then. No, no. He is the God of miracles, signs, and wonders. He's still doing them today. Yeah. The secret place 
of the Most High. The secret place. He is our hiding place. I'll tell you right now, since I've been coming to prayer on these prayer nights and even on my personal time and really just pressing in more, I, I just feel more of God's presence around me. And I have, I mean, I could probably count times on, on one hand where the Lord had me come against the enemy verbally in, in my personal life. What I'm saying is, when you are seeking the Lord with your whole heart and his presence is around you, there's a hedge of protection. The enemy won't touch you because it's the secret place, the hiding place under the shadow of the Almighty. Oh, hallelujah. Is this sinking in? Look at Psalm 91 here. Psalm 91, the first 13 verses are literally a confession from the psalmist to God. The psalmist's confession. What does it start out with? with verse 2, it says, I will say of the Lord, and he starts listing all these things, how the Lord's going to protect him, how the Lord's going to shelter him, and, and, and all these good things, right? The first 13 verses are a confession, or, come on, he's releasing the sound of heaven. He's coming in agreement with the character of God. He's coming in agreement with the blessings of God. Is he not? Look at Psalm 91, 14 through 16. We see a shift in the verse now. We see a shift from the psalmist confessing and agreeing and, and releasing the sound of heaven to now God steps up to the plate. Because he has set his love upon me. This is God speaking about the psalmist, about all those who put their trust in God, about all those who want. To dwell in the secret place. Because he has set his love upon me. Therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high. Because he has known my name. He shall call upon me. And I will answer him. Not might. Will. Do you have that confidence toward God today? That if you were in a, in a situation. If you were in a bank. And, and, and there was a robber who come up and he pulled out a gun and he said he was going to blow your head off. Do you trust God enough that he's going to do a miracle for you like he did that Corey Ten Boom? Amen. Come on now. Do you trust him enough? I, so, you, I, I just feel this from the Spirit of God. Some, we, we need to press into that because we are living in evil days. You want to hear some stories? Talk to Mike Bush, the state cop there. He can give you some real good stories, I'm sure. We need the presence of God, the manifest presence of God, the glory of God to surround and encamp us. We need to be in that secret place more than ever before. Are you hearing me? Our lives may depend on it. Are you hearing me? Our lives depend on it. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Remember the word salvation? There's not one area of the word salvation that doesn't touch every part of your life. But notice, it says, because he has set his love upon me, I will deliver him. Because he has known my... You, he, you're in the secret place for these reasons. Because you set your love upon the Lord and you know his name. You know his character. There's absolute trust. There's absolute confidence in the power of God. Are you hearing me? 
Our spoken words of praise and worship prepare the way for God and His manifest presence. And what the Lord gave me was this. John the Baptist. John the Baptist's ministry was to what? Prepare the way for the Messiah. Is that true? Speak by how? How did John the Baptist prepare the way for the Messiah? He released the sound of heaven by words. He was speaking words. Repent for the kingdom of God. Are you hearing me? He released the sound of heaven. And now listen to me. So he was releasing the sound of heaven to prepare the way for the Messiah, Jesus. So the glory of God is ushered in as we release the sound of heaven. And that, that is when miracles, signs, and wonders begin to manifest in our midst and in our lives. I'm telling you, I can't say it enough. The power of God is released when we align ourselves with heaven. When we align ourselves with the word of God. When we align ourselves with what's taking place in heaven. Praise and worship to God. Hallelujah. We as Christians are connectors between heaven and earth as we release the sound of heaven through the gift of prophecy and the prophetic anointing. Go to 1 Corinthians 14.1. I want to show you this. 1 Corinthians 14.1. This is uh, powerful here. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Now listen, some of you are like, okay, what's it mean to prophesy then? To prophesy means to speak under the unction or inspiration of the Holy Spirit. How many of you before you, you were witnessing to someone or talking to someone or, or you're in this service and you just felt an unction, you felt some, like you needed to speak something. The Lord is putting something in your heart that you need to speak. How many of you felt that before? That is the gift of prophecy brewing up in you. Okay, so why, why does the Bible tell us to desire? You know that word, what that literally means in the Greek that, that's translated desire? It means to lust after. It means to burn with desire after spiritual gifts. But then it goes on, it takes another step, and it says, especially that you may prophesy. Why? Why, 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 why is prophecy so important to God? Why, why is it so important that God would say, would put that gift way up here and say, I want you to lust after this gift. I want you to burn with desire, burn with lust, and fervently seek after this gift. Why? Because the kingdom of God will not be advanced on this earth without the prophetic word going forth. It will not, the kingdom of God will not be advanced without the prophetic word going forth. And that's why Satan and evil spirits fight, the, fight prophetic ministries so hard. That's why Satan and evil spirits fight spiritual gifts so hard. Oh, spiritual gifts, they aren't for today. You ever heard that before? There's a reason why Satan does that. When Satan's fighting so hard against something, he's, he obviously has a clue that there's power in that thing. Are you following me? 
Why would he fight it so hard? If there was nothing to it, if it was such a weak thing and, and no significance, he wouldn't waste his time. But in fact, the, the prophetic gift, the gift of prophecy, the prophetic anointing, the ministry, the ministry of a prophet is fought so hard by the devil. You want to know why? Because when the sound of heaven is released, that person or that prophet, that prophetess becomes a spiritual arsonist. Are you, are you following me? Are you awake still out there? Hello, anybody home? Back to earth. You're a spiritual arsonist. You're lighting fires in the spirit when you speak under the unction of the Holy Spirit. How many of you have ever seen, um, maybe you've seen this or you've done it in your own life, the Lord has given you a word for someone. This person is, is a mess. This person's in bondage. Uh, I mean, just a mess. And the Lord puts a word in your, in your spirit, to, to, a prophetic word to give to that person. And you start speaking that word, all of a sudden you see the, it's like the chains are falling off of that person. Why? Because you're releasing the sound of heaven. That prophecy, those prophetic words were birthed in heaven. Are you hearing me? And you're speaking it on earth. Literally, you have inspiration from the Lord, from the Holy, well, from, from God in heaven. I'm going to give you a scripture in a minute. The Holy Ghost is just passing on the message to you and I. Are you hearing me? Really, the, the prophetic word is birthed in heaven. Let's go there real quick. John 16, 13. Ah, uh, hallelujah. You say, what do you mean? Have you ever played the game telephone? It's kind of like that. Jesus said this about the Holy Ghost. However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He, the Holy Spirit, will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak. And He will tell you or show you things to come. Now, I don't, before I had light on that when I first got saved, I was like, what do you mean He will not speak on His own authority? He's actually literally getting a message from, from heaven. Are you hearing me? From the throne room. So, so the prophetic utterance is birthed in heaven. And the Holy Spirit, who is the only part of the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Father, Son are in heaven. Holy Spirit on earth. He's the one who passes on the message. And then we become connectors between heaven and earth by speaking the prophetic utterance. And that's why you see people set free. In my own personal, uh, personal ministry, when, when a word of prophecy comes forth, the whole atmosphere changes. The whole atmosphere, the presence of God becomes stronger. Why? You've you got to know it by now. You're releasing the sound of heaven. All right. All right, I'm getting close to being done, I promise. Just kind of hang in there for a minute. Hallelujah. Now, ah. Uh, Yes, 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 yes. There is creative power and circumstances are changed when we release the sound of heaven. Jesus taught this truth in Mark 11, 23 and 24. Go there. Mark 11. Mark 11, 23 and 24. I don't know about you guys, but I take this scripture literally. Let's read it. 
For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. I don't know if you guys ever heard the, the testimony of Paul Crouch. How many of you know Trinity Broadcasting Network, the Christian channel? Paul Crouch, when they had their first station out in California, they went to put up a, uh, uh, an, an antenna. I don't, I, I'm just kind of jumping around on this. He went to put up an antenna or some kind of a transceiver for the television station. Well, this mountain over there was in the way. And they were not getting reception. And, and you know, thousands of dollars have, has gone into this thing. And, and here, you know, Paul Crouch is, is thinking, oh, Lord, I, I need you to intervene. What are we going to do? This is the only place that I can put this thing. And, and there's no reception. The Holy Spirit, just, just the gift of faith rose up in him. And this scripture came to him. And he literally, he said, in the name of Jesus, I command this mountain to be moved. When he said that, the receiver worked. I take the word of God literally. I don't know about you. Are you hearing me? I, I, I guess I'm crazy enough to believe that we're still serving a God of miracles. I, I don't know. I, I just, something about that. But listen now. There's creative power. When God created the earth and universe, he, he said, let there be. Did he not? Well, we as Christians need to follow the same pattern. Find out. The, the Lord really laid this on my heart. Find out what the blood of Jesus Christ has purchased for you and declare, let, let there be. Let there be healing. Let there be prosperity. Let there be joy. Let there be. Are you hearing me? Same thing. Find out what the Word of God says, align yourself with it, and speak, let there be. And let the circumstances be created around you. Let the atmosphere change around you. Are you hearing me? Yeah. There is creative power in the words that we speak. Blessing or cursing. Cursing agrees with and releases the devil's sound and power. And blessing agrees and releases God's sound and power in the earth. And, and the Lord also wanted me to bring this up, that we as parents need to speak the sound of heaven over our children by blessing them. Speak the blessings of God. Find a scripture that talks about blessing and prosperity and all that and speak that over your child. Release the sound of heaven over them. Amen? We need to not only create a good environment for our children, we need to create a God environment. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. Now, Jesus released the sound of heaven when he went to Lazarus' tomb and said, Lazarus, come forth. He released the sound of heaven. Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit. He was speaking a prophetic utterance. Are you hearing me? He, that, he, got, he got the message. He got the message. And, and he said, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a connector. I'm a connector. He spoke it. And what happened? Lazarus came forth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus said that he only speaks what he hears his father speaking. Jesus echoed, oh, I like this. Jesus echoed the sound of heaven on earth. Jesus echoed what he was hearing his father speak here on earth. Amen.
When I worked at the Abundant Life Prayer Group at ORU in Tulsa, many healings and miracles were manifested when I verbally, now this is a phone line of course, I did very rarely someone would come to the prayer tower and then they would say, hey, you know, James, can you go pray with this person in the prayer room? It's a prayer hotline. So these miracles that would happen, people would call with cancer and, and you verbally come against you rebuke the sickness and disease. Why am I saying this, Lord? You rebuke it, come against it, speak to the thing. Are you hearing me? And then I would release the sound of heaven by speaking the word of God over them. Amen. And they would call back in a couple of weeks, said, I went to the doctor and there's no cancer in my body anymore. Why? Because the devil's stuff is confronted with the sound of heaven. When you're speaking in line with the word, when you're loosing the things of heaven, I hope I'm challenging you to be radical. Are you going to be radical for Jesus? Come on, come on. Open your mouth, speak the word of God. Release the sound of heaven. Now, David was anointed by the Holy Spirit to play the harp. And when he played for King Saul, it said evil spirits left King Saul. Did it not? David was releasing the sound of heaven. Well, what do you mean? It, it, that's an earthly instrument. No, David was releasing the sound of heaven because he was anointed by the Holy Spirit to play that instrument. Are you hearing me? Oh, hallelujah. And by the way, there are spiritual harps in heaven. Just like there are spiritual shofars that angels blow. It's in Revelation. Read it for yourself. Now, uh, we release, I'm getting close, we release the sound of heaven when we speak a word of knowledge that the Lord has given us about a person. An example is Benny Hinn. In his services, what does he do? They get into praise and worship. The sound of heaven rises up. Many people are healed, healed just in that process. But then some, many are healed when the Holy Spirit is giving him a word of knowledge. He speaks out cancer. And people with cancer start to get healed. Right? So, I mean, at one time in one of our services, there was a young man who had a wart. This wart wouldn't go away. It stuck with him. He did everything he could do. He scrape it off, comes back on, scrape it off. In one of the services, I, it felt really weird to me. I said, but I, you know, I, I came against warts. I was getting a word of knowledge, and I came against warts in the service. Well, I mean, within a matter of days, this wart fall off, and it's not, it hasn't been back. So, uh, what I'm saying is, is that I want you to notice the word of knowledge is worthless until it's released verbally. Think about that. It's worthless. Unless you re it's released verbally, it's not going to accomplish what it's sent to do. You've got to send it out. You've got to release the sound of heaven. Amen? Now, my last point. We release the sound of heaven when we pray in the Spirit. Now, when I, what I mean by pray in the Spirit, I mean pray being led by the Spirit of God in your English language or native language, if you're listening to me in Zimbabwe, <laughs> or, or praying in your prayer language, praying in tongues. And so, like I said, we read that scripture, the Holy Spirit speaks what he hears from heaven. So when we are obedient, when you're in your prayer time and you feel led to pray about something, and you're praying that thing out, being led by the Holy Spirit, you're releasing the sound of heaven. Amen? <laughs> now, praying in tongues, that goes a, a whole new level, really. Because when you're praying in tongues, you're not understanding what you're saying. But how many of you know it's the Holy Spirit 
praying the perfect will of God. Not one syllable, not one syllable is falling to the ground when you're praying in tongues. It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is, is, is you're given the Holy Spirit use of your, your tongue and your mouth to pray the perfect will of God. Paul said, I pray in tongues more than ye all. More than ye all. Now that must be a lot. Amen? There is power in praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues. Power in praying in tongues. Hallelujah. All right. Now, I just want to give you just three points here to consider. I'm, I'm done with the points. I just want to give you guys something just to meditate on this week. These were, these were deep. Too deep for me to go into. We'd be here till whatever. But listen, I want you to think about this. And I don't even have a full, full light or, or revelation on, on this. I mean, but, I, but let's just think about this. The Holy Spirit showed me the sound of heaven resounds on the inside of every person on the face of this earth. Now, I, I'm, I'm just giving you three deep points now. Just write them down and, and study it out for yourself. Pray about it. The sound of heaven resounds on the inside of every person on the face of this earth. How? Whether it's our spirit, man, and soul, which God <laughs> breathed into us, the sound of heaven, or our physical body, which is made up of the dust of the earth. How many of you know the earth was created by God when he said what? Let there be. There's something to this, folks. There's something to this. The sound of heaven resides on the inside of every person, on the inside of creation. It says the whole creation groans, does it not? The sound of heaven resides on the inside of it. Now, the unsaved, of course, they, they've gone astray uh, because the, the sound of heaven is, is being distorted by that sin nature that's in them. I'm just, I'm just throwing the, this quick point out to you. I, I'm not preaching this right now. You, you just take it for yourself. And then, listen to this. So, we found, so the Holy Spirit said, the sound of heaven resides on the inside of, of every person on the face of this earth. Ephesians 2 uh, 2.10 says that we are God's workmanship. In the Greek, that literally means we are God's poem. I just said the Holy, the, the Holy Spirit showed me that the sound of heaven resides inside of every person. Ephesians 2.10 says that we are God's poem. I, I, isn't this deep? Now listen to this. The last point here. The Word of God says in Zephaniah 3.17 that God rejoices over us with singing. I, that's just, those are just free nuggets for your study time this week. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm stumped. But there's something to it. Let's stand in this place. Hallelujah. <laughs> How you like me uh, leaving you hang there on those, huh? Oh, hallelujah. Well, pastors don't know everything. Prophets don't know everything. Evangelist teachers, they, we don't know everything. The Bible says that we see through a glass darkly. We have a little bit of the picture, and he's given us little bits at a time. Amen? Now, maybe there's someone in here. You're one where the sound of heaven is distorted in your being because you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life. Today is the day of salvation. Don't leave this place without making Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life. 
If that's you, I want you to come to this altar. And I just want the privilege of praying with you. Praying with you to make Jesus Lord of your life. Maybe you're in this place and you're, you're backslidden. You, you've fallen away. You have disconnected yourself from the true vine, the Lord Jesus Christ. And you're feeling empty. You're feeling dry spiritually. You're feeling like you're withering away. You need to come back home. You need to come and rededicate your life to the Lord today. Don't leave this, this building. Don't leave this earth. If you don't know that you know that you'd be going to heaven, if you took your last breath right now, you need to come up. And I want to pray with you to get saved or rededicate your life out of those two. Maybe you're in this place and you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism. It's in the Word. It's a Christian thing, not a Pentecostal thing. Not a, it's a Christian thing. If you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, I want you to come forward. And I want to pray with you to receive the precious Holy Spirit, the baptism. Hallelujah. Maybe you're someone in here, you have a sickness or a disease, mental, physical, infirmity, whatever it is. You just need prayer. You need someone to agree with you. I want you to come forward. And I want to pray with you. And I want to release the sound of heaven over your physical body. In Jesus' name. The rest of you, worship the Lord. Just worship the Lord. Release the sound of heaven right now. Just, even if you're not used to it, just say, I love you, Lord. Just start with that. Start with hallelujah. The word hallelujah literally means praise the Lord. That's what it means. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I pray the word that I spoke today for God that Lord you would just continue to give us understanding wisdom revelation illumination on this topic Lord I know Lord just engrafted on our hearts Lord God and show us the importance of releasing the sound of heaven agreeing with you agreeing with the things of heaven on this earth and we thank you for it hallelujah hallelujah well Praise God. I see some of you are probably ready to rush out and get, get to that uh, buffet. But uh, Paul said, I buffet my body daily, right? So we got, oh, hallelujah. I mean, buffet, yeah. Well, praise God. Make sure you read your bulletin. Uh, this Wednesday, there is no regular service. Uh, we're having that community harvest party here. We do need volunteers. So if you're able to come, show up. We'll put you to work. So, all right. God bless you all and release the sound of heaven. Amen? God bless you.